Audrey May, so good to have y'all here today. Amen. Amen. Audrey May is not liking me calling her name Earl the Pearl. Good to see you. Amen. I was wondering if he got lost. He'd been missing for a few weeks. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, even though it's Christmas time, don't relax on Brother Herring. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, stand with me today and turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Our children may be dismissed for class. Amen. If you are singing in next week's event. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. Hallelujah. Where, I guess, Sister, Sister Holly will round them up. Amen. You don't want to miss next week. It's going to be a wonderful time. You don't want to be late next week because we've got all kind of people singing and our children are are singing. Um, And it's going to be a wonderful event. Everybody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, Verse 1, it says, It came to pass after this that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Amorites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. They came from beyond the sea. There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea. Syria, behold, they be of Hazan Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. He feared. And the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Everybody say, he had his mind in the right place. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and in Jerusalem and in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God, our fathers, art not thou God in heaven And rulest not thou over the kingdoms of the heavens, and in the hand there is not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee. Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gavest them to seed of Abraham thy friend forever? They dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us, As a sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house. And in thy presence, for thy name is in thy house. And cry unto thee in our affliction, then wilt thou hear and help. For just a little bit today, I want to preach from this topic. We find it in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And we open what we just read with it. It says, it came to pass. It came to pass. 
to pass. For just a little bit today, I want to preach from that topic. It came to pass. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy, Lord. We ask, God, that you would help us and bless us and give us grace and give us strength. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. He didn't preach last Sunday. He may go a little longer today. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Oh, we did not. Did we mention Sister Yawn? Did we? Sister Yawn is very sick, and we need to remember Sister Yawn. I am so glad I just remembered that. Got to get my timer set. And look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm glad he's setting his timer. Y'all are like super quiet today. I don't know what in the world's going on. It came to pass. That is a phrase that is often found a lot in the Word of God. It came to pass. Matter of fact, we are getting to that time of year where it is the most wonderful time of the year. And sometimes in church, you are better off singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer because that's where people's minds are. <laughs> I remember one time we were having this event in Columbus and uh, we were having a special Christmas service. It was, I think Christmas was uh, maybe on a Monday or maybe it was even that Sunday and Brother Stark wanted to have Christmas service. And so we gathered together and we sang and, and uh, had a nice time, and and uh, when they dismissed, it was like the lights had cut on, and you know, the, the insects were just scattering everywhere, and uh, <clears throat> nobody stayed around to talk, and and uh, Brother Stark, he really likes to, to uh, he likes people to linger at church, because then he'll go up in his office, and he'll stay in his office after church for two hours, just hanging out and laughing and cutting up. And uh, I walked up to Brother Stark after service. I said, Brother Stark, how did you think the service went today? And in the only way he could say it, he put his head back. He said, well, we could have said, we could have sang Jingle Bells and got the same results. (laughs) And uh, that's just this time of year. Amen. In Ecclesiastes 3, it says, to everything there is a season. And a time to every purpose to be born, and a time to die, and forgive me, forgive me. Is she over there? We have a new member of Christ Life Community Church here today. Show her off to everybody. And she pretty? She looks like her mama. Aren't y'all so happy? Amen. I, I am sorry. Folks, pray for a drummer. I don't like playing the drums. It's only been 25 years since I played them. But I did pretty good for 25 years, though. I I think 20-something years, I think, you know. Give me another 10 years and I'll be back on board. Amen. To everything there is a season, every purpose under the heavens, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, A time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, 
a time to break down, a time to build up. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. There's a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silent. Some of y'all have problems with that time. And a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. What profit had he that worketh in that wherewith he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, time. It's Christmas time. Look at your neighbor and say, it's Christmas time. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's deer season time. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's maxing out credit card time. It's that time. It's that time of year in the roofing business. Look at your neighbor and say, it's the slow time. It's that time of year. As a matter of fact, one songwriter said, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most, it's a time of year. But the reality is this time will pass. If you look, I, didn't, I don't think I put it on my Facebook, about seven or eight years ago, I have a little video of this time of year and Holly was pregnant with Marley and we were at the IHOP in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina and Miles would have been two or three and Morgan would have been uh, five or, or whatever, somewhere in that neighborhood. And little Miles is sitting there drawing, and they're both drawing. And I told him, I said, say happy Saturday. And Miles looked at me and said, happy Saturday. And as a parent, when you look back and you see those babies at that age, there's something in here that says, I wish we could go back to that time. And, and as time progresses, the, the cruel thing about life is that you cannot go back to that time. There are some times in my life, like my childhood, I am glad that that time is over. Because I had a horrific childhood. My adulthood is my new childhood. And I'm having a blast. I'm 40 years old, and I still like to play PlayStation 4 with Miles and whoop him in some Madden. I like it. It's okay. Look at your neighbor and say, it's okay. Say, pastor's okay. Don't y'all get excited. That's not the timer. But to everything, there is a season. It's going to get so cold this time of year. I don't like the cold a ton, but 
But it's, it's, it's going to get so cold that you're going to say, I wish the summer would come. But when the summer comes, you're going to say, oh, I just wish the fall would come. Time marches on. I believe there's a song written by a gospel writer that says, Oh, time marches on. Y'all ever heard that song? That's John Anderson, ain't it? Something Anderson? Down and down and down. Down and down and down. Down and 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 but time, it does. It does march on. And I say to you today, enjoy the season that you're in. Whatever that season is in, enjoy that season that you're in. Justin, enjoy the days that Jake wants to sit and hang out with you because there's coming a day when he's going to be too cool for you. Amen? Jake said, never. Never, never. Enjoy, enjoy those days. David and Maya, y'all just got married. You don't have kids. I'm telling you, enjoy these days. Somebody say amen. Amen. Enjoy them, Michaela and Zach. Enjoy these days because the reality is you're probably going to have kids. It's going to mess everything up. Buy what you want to buy now because there's coming a day. Time presses on. And sometimes we get stuck in our world and we can't see outside it. And it's hard for us to to envision time marching on until we get to a point and we look back and we say, Oh, if I could have those days back. The great psalmist David. He was undercover and on the run and, 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 and he was running and he said to his men, he said, oh, if I could once again have a drink from the well of Bethlehem, if I could go back one more time to my hometown and I could have just a drink from that well, I would cherish those days. What David was doing is he was saying, I wish that I could go back to those times. Now look at you, look at somebody, just look at somebody and say, neighbor, no matter how great life is. Now I want y'all to really say that to him. Come on, point your finger at him and really say to him, say, neighbor, I want you to know, no matter how good life is, you're going to complain about something. Look at your other neighbor and point your finger in their face and say, Neighbor, you're going to complain about something. I won't call any names, but there's somebody in this building that complains just about every time he goes to a restaurant. I won't call any names because Earl will get completely mad at me. He can't help it if he's picky. He's a really good cook. 
he makes the best pasta salad and some of the best food you've ever had. And if I cook like Earl, I'd probably complain too about all the restaurants that I went. Matter of fact, Earl, I can't go nowhere and eat ribs because I make the best ribs on planet universe. And I know that. I mean, at least I think they're the best. You don't have to think they're the best, but I love them. And I can't eat them anywhere, so I get that. I understand. But no matter how great things are, you, there's something wrong. So I'm going to say amen. Matter of fact, let me tell you how cruel life is, Mr. Roy. I shot the biggest buck I've ever shot in my life. I smiled for seven days after I shot that deer. You couldn't smack the smile off my face. When I got to work, all the guys knew we getting away with murder. Herring is happy. Holly went out and bought un, unasked, spent unasked money on Christmas, more Christmas decorations. Now, if you've been to our house, you got to realize that Holly, I, she'd put the Christmas decorations up on December 26th if I'd let her. She wants to say, the day after Halloween, she wants to put up the Christmas tree. That's the truth. The woman loves Christmas. She's playing Christmas music two months early. She loves Christmas. All right. So, shot a big deer, Mr. Roy. You want to hear how cruel life is? Someone stole the gun that I shot that big deer with. And I was so happy and so excited, but then all of a sudden something came up and took my happiness away, and I was like, <laughs> I was sick. When the cops told me what happened, I did this. I kid you not. Oh! It was terrible. It was terrible, Mama Cheryl. But the truth is, is that even though you have a great day, a bad day's coming. Hey! I'm I'm preaching good today. I know I'm a little comical today, but I'm still preaching good. Ecclesiastes read that to everything there is a season, and there is a time to everything. And what we read today in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1, it says, It came to pass that after this Moab and the children of the Ammon and with them were beside the Amorites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. The Bible says that there was a day that came to pass where the enemy came against Jehoshaphat and God's people. There was a day and that day came to pass. Do you realize that a day came to pass where the enemy came against Jehoshaphat and God's people? Matter of fact, Brother David, it wasn't just enemies that they knew about, but it was that it was that unknown enemy that came against them at the worst time. How many has ever had that unknown enemy? Isn't it amazing how your light can how your life can change with just one little light coming on in the vehicle? Huh? Isn't it amazing how your life can change like this? With just a little blim, 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 while you're driving the vehicle? Huh? 
Do you realize that your life can change just like this with one auto accident? With one sickness to your child? Last year, our life changed just like this when Morgan had to have her tonsils out and that doctor went like this. But the reality is, is that that was an attack that came against us or, or, or just life or whatever you want to call it. Life drastically changed for just a moment. But the truth is, is that somehow, some way, in every situation, we have made it through. It didn't matter how dark and how difficult it was. We made it through. And I've come today to tell everybody in this building, it doesn't matter how difficult life is right now, you are going to make it through. It doesn't matter what enemies coming against you, God is on your side and you're going to make it through. The Bible says that that day came to pass. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, bad days come so they can pass. That's good. I could have an altar call right now and dismiss. That little phrase that I just said right there, bad days come so they can pass, so they can go on. And I, God allows bad things to happen to good people. Don't you know that? Don't you know that God allows the enemy to come against you and me? I'm going to give you some really bad news, Brother David and Sister Maya. The Bible says that the Lord pulled the enemy aside and said, Have you considered my servant Job? The Bible tells us that the Lord allowed the enemy to come against Job for the purpose of a blessing that was greater than what Job had right now. But Job lost his wife and he lost his cattle and he lost his fields and he lost his family. But the reality is those days came in Job's life to pass because God had a blessing that was bigger and greater for Job and his life. The bad days come to pass. What a day that will be. When my Jesus I shall see, when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. And when he takes me by the hand and leads me to the promised land, what a day, glorious day that will be. While we're here on earth, every day is going to pass. Good days, bad days, God days, great days, terrible days, lonely days, sick days, hard days, tough days. Earl, it was what, five years ago, four years ago, we were working together and Earl had one of the worst days in his life. But the Lord somehow in his infinite wisdom, I don't know, he allowed that day to happen, to come your way. We can't explain it. The Bible says that that the young and the youth and and the holy and the righteous are spared from the evil to come. We don't know what the future had, but what we do realize is that that day came to pass and that God's hand was in that situation. It's hard to fathom. It's hard to comprehend. It's hard to realize that. 
But the truth is, that day it came to pass. I don't know why God lets good days and bad days happen. I don't know why, but I have to imagine it's so that we will cherish the day when he returns. That we'll cherish the day when we get to get over in glory land and we get to reunite with loved ones. It has got to do something with that. For us to cherish that day. That's the only day that will never pass. Eternity is a day that will never pass. Somebody say amen. I remember I can be transparent with you today. And I remember being in some some pretty big trouble as a teenager. I remember being very upset. My life wasn't, you know, the most wonderful. I wanted to sit in that chair, but I can't. That's a buzz. My life wasn't the most wonderful thing, but, but I remember thinking I will never get out of this mess. I'm always going to deal with this situation for the rest of my life. I can't break it. I can't beat it. I can't get past it. I defend myself, and then voila, here I am in the juvenile detention. What? Pastor was in juvenile detention? More than once. I hope y'all come back next Sunday. But the truth is, is those days passed. They would never throw me in juvenile detention again. <laughs> it's never going to happen again. You ain't going to toss me no juvenile det- in juvie is what we used to call it. How many's ever heard that term, juvie? You ain't going to throw me in juvie again. I'm 40 years old. I'm a grown man. You're going to put me in a big prison. You ain't going to give me no ham sandwich with nothing on it. My God. And a box of raisins and a ham sandwich. They're trying to suffocate everybody is what they're trying to do. I'm having flashbacks, y'all. I'm having flashbacks. But I thought those days, I would never get through those days. But the truth is, is that those days were there just so they would pass. We look at the mountain and we say that the mountain is too big, but God says if you speak to the mountain, it will pass. Juvie's calling. The truth is, is that if we look to the mountain and we speak to the mountain, that the mountain will move. How many today will say, Brother Herring, I have a few mountains in my life. I have a few things that I can't get over in my life. Matter of fact, when I got in last night, I had to take a shower and then I had to go and pray and I had to kneel down and talk to the Lord. I had to talk to the Lord. The reason why I had to talk to the Lord was because I had some things in my life that I needed God to help me with. And I needed God to give me some strength and some direction in. My family, I'm telling you, they drive me nuts. And all of a sudden, now they want to come for Christmas. 
We're going to sing, we wished you a Merry Christmas. Lord God, you got to, and all these emotions, every time I see these people, all these emotions come back up, and I got to fight. It's every time 40 years old, I should be over this. But the reality is, is sometimes you got to let these things pass. You got to get through. You got to get over. You got to get better. And the God just lets them come up and come up and come up. And you're like, God, I'm finished with this. Please just help me. And I came to the cruel understanding is that God lets mountains come in our life so that we will be solely dependent upon Him in our life. Matter of fact, when you finally get it all together in your life, when you finally, Brother Justin, get it all together, don't be shocked if you forgot where you put it. Matter of fact, let me just tell you something. I was the world's greatest pastor. I knew everything about pastoring. I'm telling you, I had it down. Here we are four years into it, five years into it. And the first church, you know, that was, that was man, I was the world. I was the best thing since sliced bread back then. Then people didn't know good church, bad church, sideways church. They didn't have a clue. They, they, they thought I was a good preacher. They didn't know what a good preacher was. But here I am four years into it and I'm just realizing, you know what? I'm lights ain't on. You know what? I ain't got a clue. I ain't got a clue. I was praying last night. I said, God, I'm the world's worst pastor on planet universe. I don't have a clue. I need you to help me. I need you to strengthen me. I need you to give me wisdom and direction for 2018 for our church. God, I've got so much I can improve on, Lord, and I need you to help me. And the Lord just began to press in my spirit and press in my spirit and press in my spirit. David, enjoy today because it's going to pass. Enjoy having a church of 50 people because those days are going to pass. Enjoy the 50 people church headache because those days are going to pass. There's coming a day when there's going to be 100 church people headache. And 150 church people headache. And 250 people church headache. And folks, I hate to say it, but there's probably coming a day where there's going to be a thousand church people headache. My, we live in Horn Lake. I think the population is 30,000, so the target for this church size is 30,000 people. That, that's just the target. If we hit 10%, we'll be doing good. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, have some faith in the man. Have some faith in God. These days have come to pass. It came to pass after this Moab and the children of the Amorites and the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. The day came to pass when they were going to have a difficult battle. Then someone came and told Jehoshaphat and they they said to Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, people are coming against you and Jehoshaphat did what I'm recommending everybody in this building to do. The next thing Jehoshaphat had when he had one of those terrible impossible situations was the first place Jehoshaphat went was where? The house of the Lord. 
There's nothing more frustrating to me when I, when I knock on somebody's door and I start talking to somebody about coming to church. Oh, pastor, I'm just going through it. I'm just having this going on and I'm having that going on and I'm having this going on. I can't come to church today and I want to stand back and I want to get a two by four and I want to smack them right in the head. And I want to tell them the church is not here for your great days. The church is here for your bad days. The church is here for the impossible days that are there to pass. The Bible says that it's coming to pass. I know a lot of y'all are thinking in your mind. You're thinking to yourself. If somebody, Brother Corbin, would you go get Sister Macy? Tell her I'm finished. I got four minutes left. The Bible said that Jehoshaphat feared. And I want to ask a question today. Does anybody in in this building today have any fear or anxiety about any particular situation in your life? It could be fear for your children. It could be a fear of your health. It could be an anxiety of your financial situations. You could be disheveled in your life and you don't know if you are where you're supposed to be or doing what you're supposed to be doing or working at the job that you're supposed to be working at or, 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 or living in the home you're supposed to be living in. And you have some anxiety and you don't know what the right decision is. The Bible says that Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Last night when I knelt down to pray and I was talking to God and pouring my soul out to the Lord when I was communicating with God. I didn't really know what to say but I was just asking help of the Lord and I want to tell everybody in this building today that the most important prayer that you can ever pray and the most powerful prayer that you can ever pray will have the word help in it. Help me Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I don't think we need to pray these big philosophical, 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 however you want to say it, prayers. Philosophical prayers. I don't think those are the prayers we need to pray. I think the prayers we need to pray are the deep down, honest, rooted ones that say, God, I just need your help. God, I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. I need your help. God, I don't know how my family's going to make it through this storm. We need your help. God, I don't know what decision to make. I need your help. God, I don't know which way to turn. I need your help. When you don't know what prayer to pray, the most powerful prayer you could ever pray is help. got to just get transparent with the Lord we got to get real with the Lord and God has put these mountains in your way so them just to move and pass Brother Herring I don't know why I don't know why we've been dealing with this situation for so long it's come to pass My Uncle Mark was a drug addict and an alcoholic. He was raised in a great home. My grandmother and grandfather were pastors. They loved people. 
And my grandmother, she would pray. And my Uncle Mark, he used to throw things at me. Spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house. And he used to yell at me for leaving the toilet seat up all the time. And he would always throw rolls of toilet paper. He'd come out of the, house, out of the bathroom, Nathan! And he'd have rolls of toilet paper and he'd chuck them at me. Put the seat down! I have a lot of fond memories of my Uncle Mark, but my grandmother and grandfather, they were so concerned for my uncle's well-being. The whole family was so concerned for his well-being that we we would pray together and pray for him. I remember in Sunday school, every Sunday, my prayer request would be, pray for my Uncle Mark. Pray for my Uncle Mark. And then on an early Sunday morning, Mark was very young. and an Early Sunday morning, he called my grandmother up. I was at the house. And he said, Mama, I prayed through last night. Mama, I'm coming to church today. I'm not doing another drug. I'm not drinking another beer. I'm changing my ways and I'm coming to church today. And on his way to the house of God, he got ran off the road and he hit a pole. 